Welcome to Preparedness Thoughts with John Stephenson. John understands the importance of being prepared. Through rain, rocks, and snow, he has seen it all and survived. He has seen major disasters like Mount St. Helens and how vehicles were stopped in the street from the volcanic ash. Earthquakes, too, including the Loma Prieta earthquake, which felt like it wouldn't stop shaking. People were without electricity and could not hardly buy groceries or gasoline. The homeless lit bonfires in the streets. The Bay Bridge and other freeways were broken. God only knows what will be next. Welcome to Preparedness Thoughts by John Stephenson. We invite Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit to guide us as we examine how our preparations can be used to preserve the life of ourselves, our family, and others. Now about nuclear. What? A nuclear bomb just went off? Ha! Well, those are words we hope we never hear. But it is possible, intentionally or by accident. And by the way, in military simulated war games, the situational stress only increases and it never decreases in the participants who are dealing with that. The Sooner or later, the stress is increased and the nuclear button is pushed. Now, military participants took longer to push that nuclear button than the civilian participants. But still, 95% of all participants did end up pushing that nuclear button. Now, what does that mean to us? Well, what I want you to remember is that a nuclear bomb is definitely survivable. That is, if you are not in the blast area. But to survive and to keep your health, you will want to have two main concerns, and both involve radiation. Probably the first is to protect your thyroid gland from the radioactive iodine, which is released in a nuclear blast or nuclear event. To protect your thyroid gland, you want to take potassium iodide pills, one a day for about 10 days. So get enough potassium iodide pills for you and the people around you. Also, after a nuclear blast, there is alpha radiation everywhere. It has a short life, short half-life, but still, it is everywhere. It is just like dust. It's like a dust storm. And if it gets in your clothes, it's, it kind of stays there. And that's too close to your skin, to your body. So you have to dispose of your clothes and shower. You shower in cold or lukewarm water. And that way your pores stay closed. And that that radioactivity doesn't get close to your body inside of your skin in the pores. Now because of the radioactive dust, you might want to shelter in place. If your house is intact, that's a good idea. And then you would want to tape up the doors and the windows and stay in there for a couple of weeks. Now, if your home is damaged, in that case you might want to leave the area, but you will still want to protect yourself from that radioactive dust that you would travel through. So alpha radiation and beta radiation travel a shorter distance and have a shorter half-life. But gamma radiation, it goes through more more material, and the further it goes, it, it, it penetrates. So you have to watch out for that gamma radiation, and it has a longer half-life. Now, there are reasonable pre people who do say you should have an underground shelter. That just might be the case. And if you do that, you'll want to have a two-and-a-half foot of dirt between you and the outside world that will stop the gamma rays from going through into your body. This is a very simple examination of, of uh, radiation or nuclear events, but hopefully a little bit will be helpful. Biological and chemical are similar, but you want to pretend, protect your skin and lungs even more and beware of a fog, and you don't want to have anything near you that's a fog. Remember to call on God. He protects his own, and there are many testimonies to prove this. 
Start your preparations now before you have an urgent need and what you want is hard to find. Give thanks to God for the blessings that you do have. Your letters with questions or donations are important. John Stephenson, P.O. Box 7222, Chico, California, 95927. Email prepareforgod at usa.com or call 628-7222. Thank you for listening to Preparedness Thoughts on KKXX. My Savior God to Thee. How great Thou art. How great Thou art. Settle up your horses. Welcome to Red Sky Radio with Rob Walter. This is the program that proclaims liberty to the captives of our beloved nation, where truth trumps political correctness, where the uncompromised word of God exposes the works of darkness and sets free those held hostage behind the iron curtain of a shamelessly biased media. For God has called us to stand for truth, and having done all to stand, we will stand. It's time to fight the good fight of faith to preserve our country, our families, fortunes, and sacred honor to protect our property, our schools, and yes, maybe even salvage some of our churches. America, we have a trail to blaze. It's time to saddle up. It's time to ride. Now, here is your host of Red Sky Radio, Rob Walter. Well, hello, America, and hello to the world. This is Rob Walter, Red Sky Radio, where we ride hard for the brand of Jesus Christ. God bless you. We've got so much to fit in today. As always, as we always do, let's get rolling here. But before I do, I just want to let you know, if you need to reach me, want to reach me, criticism, comments, questions, I'll take compliments too if you have a few here and there, but they got to be for real. You can reach me at info at redskyradio.net, info at redskyradio.net. We start with good news, try to end with good news. This is a program I have got to, got to, got to get to what I was going to get to about three weeks ago. Things keep jumping up in the way of this program, but this is important. I really, truly think today we're going to get to it. And it deals with, ooh, this is tough. This is going to deal with some end time related events. End time maybe for the United States before end time for other countries in the world, but you've got to hear this program. There's important stuff for you to know, to hear, have a pencil, paper ready. You're going to want to jot down a couple of things, but let's get rolling. For starters, good news. Now, you're, you're not going to think this is good news. Many of you are not, but I, I think it is. There was a time I would, have, I would have deplored this development, but the way it's gone, I now welcome it, and that is the possible, if not probable, bankruptcy of Boy Scouts of America. They're ready to file Chapter 11. They're tanking, and why? Because they've done everything. They've gone queer. They've gone girly girl, which nothing against girls, but there's Girl Scouts for you girls. You don't need to be in Boy Scouts. Sorry. Look, we are equal, but we are not the same. Big difference. They're, they're going to be on the tranny wagon anytime soon here, uh, sometime soon. And when something sells out its soul, sells out its purpose, sells out to God, violates Scripture, then that entity, that that thing needs to go. I mean, it's one thing for something to be lost, some entity, a person to be lost, a person to be totally messed up. You know what? Scripture doesn't say you get rid of them. Fact of the matter is, it says in 1 Corinthians 6, if there are people who are advocating for sexual sin in the church, those are the ones you don't even eat with. That's right. That's what it says. Those who know better are not necessarily ones you pray for. Those who are totally lost, as Paul said, hey, I'm not saying you should separate for yourself from those who commit sexual debauchery, not in its entirety, because you can't do it, because otherwise you'd have to leave the world. I'm just telling you to get away from those who claim to know God, claim to have some 
uh, relationship with God and yet do everything that violates the scriptures. From those, you separate yourself. Paul says, no, not even so much as to eat with them. That's where the Boy Scouts of America has gone. A a once godly organization, an organization that knows better and now does worse and worse and worse. They've compromised. There's no point on the continuum for them to stop compromising because they've already compromised way too much. There's no place for them to stop. They're going down a rat hole, and and they just need to get gone, and we get on to other organizations. And there are substitutes. If you have children and grandchildren that are Cub Scout age, just go online and look up substitutes for Girl Scouts, substitute for Boy Scouts. I forgot the name of the substitute Boy Scout organization. I think it's American Heritage Girls are the is a substitute for the Girl Scouts, which has gone on a pro-abortion, pro-lesbian uh, twist. They'll probably be on a tranny twist and letting in so-called declared girls that are really boys. It's inevitable. I don't. There's no reason for it to stop. It is not okay. Let's get off that. Uh, to something that's better news. Um, I don't know how many, how many of you have ever been to Nashville, Tennessee. It's a great city. It's a good state. Planned Parenthood, really more accurately known as Planned Non-Parenthood, has, has suspended all of its abortion activity in Nashville indefinitely. They say they can't get enough doctors. They're lacking uh, uh, enthusiasm among abortionists who are frankly not the kind of people you want to live next to for the most part. I just, you know, something about being close to people who murder others is just kind of a bit uncomfortable. I'm not, un- I'm not saying they're unreachable by no means. Bernard Nathanson, the leading abortionist in the country, the one who wrote the book Aborting America is a testimony of the power of God and what it can do to change hearts. But this is good news in Tennessee because this was a a uh, they, they had two facilities one closed down uh, for a lack of interest in killing your unborn children this other one um, it drew women from uh, throughout middle part of Tennessee but it also drew them from uh, northern Alabama southern Kentucky and uh, northern Mississippi good news put those suckers out of business love it. Uh, Keep going on the abortion issue here. Good news. Kentucky. Now, I want to give a little bit of a shout-out to Kentucky. Kentucky uh, is now seemingly on a path to be more like Tennessee. Uh, The state is increasingly Republican, Uh, not just because we have loved ones there do I like the state, but it's uh, it's a good state that's becoming a better state. Kentucky has launched a bill. It's going to land in the courts, but who cares? You just keep pushing and prodding and battling for life. They have a bill that would make abortion a felony. That's right. Obviously, this is going to be met in the courts, but every time you go to court, you get a chance to re-preach the gospel of life to unbelieving judges, unbelieving juries. You get to continue to hammer on the dark side with a force of light. I love this. Representative Robert Goforth would require abortion providers to check for a fetal heartbeat before performing the procedure. If a heartbeat is detected, which can happen as early as six weeks after gestation, it would become a Class D, Class D as in dog, felony to perform an abortion unless it is deemed a medical emergency. And i got to stop here because this is a key. The, the, uh, the Slaughterhouse-Five, the five Supreme Court justices that ruled in favor of the right to execute your innocent unborn child, they said that we don't know when life begins. In any event, um, it, if there is a, a matter of life or for the woman's health, but then they describe it and have gone on to a, a permit of not just physical health, the life of the woman, but mental health, social health, financial health. You know, this is uh, all that nonsense that just simply opened up the floodgates 
to the slaughter of 62 million innocent unborn children in the United States. That's what it did it about not but did it. But now Kentucky is pushing um, uh, those who violate one to five years in prison. They are proclaiming this the most pro-life piece of legislation ever filed in Kentucky. Um, we know we're gonna, it's going to face legal challenges, but so what, as I said. Now, that's not the end of it. Ohio is pushing an almost identical bill, but you got this loser, loser Republican called John Kasich. Gosh, I don't. I wish Kasich would just look, John. John, just dump the Republican label. You aren't a Republican. You never were. You're a Rhino. You're a Republican name only. Just come out from. Uh, just throw off the wolf's clothing here, or the sheep's clothing. You're the wolf. So he has uh, said he's going to veto the bill. Uh, John, he's apparently into the killing business. So anyway. It moves on from there, and there's something I want to share with you, which I'm going to return to later in the program. I'm going to touch on it now, but I want to come back to it when I read something from Scripture which will stun you, because I know most people don't don't read what they call the Old Testament because they think it's old, but it is newer than new, and it will be when you hear it read here today, a particular passage which dictates the future of the United States and why the future is bleak. I know this is not stuff you want to hear, but didn't Jesus say, hey, you know, I'm gonna, I warn you of the things to come. Well, was he trying to just be a downer? No. He was warning people because they needed to be warned so that when it happened, when the things that he said would happen would come to pass, that they wouldn't be discouraged, they wouldn't throw away their faith, they would, wouldn't think, oh, my goodness, so the world's caving in. They just said, oh, that's right. This is what we were told would happen. Gee, it's not a dink after all. And then the people would be better prepared to withstand in the days that having done all to stand, you still need to stand. But this comes out of Creepsville. I wonder, I know why. The Ohio bill is so hotly contested. It is a spiritual battle, folks. The battle for life is a spiritually sound and good battle. The spiritual for the spiritual side of death is the dark side, those that want to kill innocent, unborn human life. So this mother at a Columbus rally, Columbus, Ohio, said that she saw a vision of her baby singing a lullaby to her. This woman has a vision of her baby singing a lullaby just before she killed it. So she said, this was so sweet. Before I executed my child, my child-to-be sang me a lullaby. Folks, how can it be a pound of flesh? How can it be just a product of conception? How can it be this just unnamed uh, fetus of no human capacity when this woman herself is calling it a baby and supposedly the baby is singing to her a lullaby? And she said this and she shared this hope you're sitting down for this, at the blessing of an abortion clinic. Now, let me tell you something. The, 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 the pro-death people, the, the slaughter side, the dark side of this debate, has always contended that the people who support life in the womb are, are, are unfairly influencing things because it is a religious perspective. They say, keep your religion out of the debate. Keep your hands off my what my vagina. That's the big deal they say, right? I don't know who would want to touch that anyway. But anyway, that's uh, I'm I'm drifting there. I don't want to go in that direction. But they say they say, "Look, you're 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 keep your pulpit out of my pants." I've heard all these things. But these are the ones who claim that that's religious and now they are contending that the execution of your child can be a blessing and a religious exercise. Well, I realize it is religious. It's religious from a demonic side, from the dark side. It is the devil's religion. 
I mean, no one has ever offered up human sacrifices except those who are influenced by the devil, which we will read about a little bit later in this program. So this mother records at the rally her abortion by singing this lullaby, and she said her baby sent it to her while she's waiting in the waiting room to kill the child. So adding to the blasphemy of this event, there are clergy members, they're um, asking, calling upon Almighty God to bless the clinic and protect it. Yeah, that's right, protect it. For what? You've just given it over to the dark side. I'm not going to read this woman's lullaby that she said her child sang to her. You know what? I think I am. I, I think of, this is so outrageous. i got to do it. This is the lullaby that this woman said that her child sang to her. You know I love you still. Will I wait a, love, a lonely lifetime? If you want me to, I will. For if ever I, if I ever saw you, I didn't catch your name, but it never really mattered. I will always feel the same. I love you forever and forever. I love you with all my heart. Love you whenever we're together. Love you when we're apart. And when at last I find you, your song will fill the air. Sing it loud so I can hear you. Make it easy to be near you. For the things you do endear you to me, oh, you know I will, I will. What? Do you realize how sick the pro-aborts are? This is sick, folks. But we, we did not hear this crapola only 10 years ago. This is how brazen, bold, bodacious, emboldened the dark side, the devil is. You know I love you still? Then why did she kill him? Will I wait a lonely lifetime? That's your choice, woman. If you want me to, I will. Why, woman, do you think you will see your child someday unless you give your heart to Jesus? That child's in heaven, but you got no place there. You could, but this is sick. So what was this event called? This, this was called Holy Ground, colon, Blessing the Sacred Space of Decision, end quote. So apparently if you have a sacred space of decision, I guess it's sacred if you're in a moment of decision, whether you want to kill somebody, whether you want to rape somebody, whether you want to rob somebody, whether you want to shoot somebody. I guess that, per- that period of time that you're thinking about whether to commit a great sin, it's a sacred space of decision. This is what they said. During this clinic blessing, Participants will gather with local faith leaders and guests to ask for God's blessing upon Planned Parenthood of Greater Ohio East Columbus Surgical Facility, the abortion providers, and the blessing upon its staff, and all those who pass through the center. I got to stop here. Guess what? The child you're executing is passing through that center. Continuing, in celebration of conscience and moral decision-making, this event will include interfaith blessings, prayers and testimonies about receiving and providing abortion care. This clinic blessing will create space for progressive voices of faith to speak boldly in support of comprehensive reproductive health care, especially abortion. End quote. Let me ask you, what's the progressive voices of faith when a bunch of those voices are now mute, when a bunch of those people who would otherwise speak are dead. Gosh. I, you know what? If, if you have never believed child abortion was child sacrifice, think again. These are priests of the, of the demonic world, and this is gaining steam in the United States. It's no wonder the Muslim countries call this place the great Satan, because Satan has taken it over. This is just outrageous. Now, you hang on to this, because I'm going to return to this a little bit later in the program, but I want to give you some ideas how to start 
turning this tide in an odd sort of way. You know how how the anti-gun, the, the Constitution haters, those who hate people who actually think they should have a right to defend themselves against uh, Democrats and everybody else who wants to seem to rub out anybody who speaks righteously. So they, 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 uh, they can't outlaw guns yet out directly, but they keep adding various guns to the um, the no-buy list, the assault weapon list. Now, eventually, P-shooters will be on the assault weapon list. Because after, as I've said a gazillion times, what is an assault weapon? It's anything you pick up to commit an assault. I don't care whether it's a P-shooter, whether it's an AR-15, whether it's a hammer, whether it's a chainsaw, or whether it's a meat cleaver or a rolling pin. They're all assault weapons when you use them in an assault. Get over it, you leftists, you weenies with no brains. They actually have brains. They're just lying and deceiving. But how do they do this? They add guns to the no-buy list. They uh, they tax ammunition. You do what California is now proposing to do, to put a tax of $25 on every gun purchase. California is so screwed up. I, oh, I, can't, I don't even want to go there. So all of these things, they incrementally outlaw guns, which are very, very clearly protected by our Second Amendment where abortion has nothing, no place in the Constitution. It's just a pile of hooey. It's a witch's brew of about five or six different portions of the Constitution. Whipped it up, stirred it up, and voila, turned it in to the right to execute your innocent unborn children. Here's what I propose. Here's what I would do if I had gotten elected in California. I would have, just like the anti-gunners, I would have... Uh, of advocated for laws that there could be no abortion clinic within a thousand miles of a or a thousand feet of a school, just like they do with guns, right? I would uh, suggest that there would be safe children's zones, and that there are no children, no children below, uh, no minors can come within a thousand feet of an abortion clinic. It's a safe child zone. I would suggest that we have an abortion tax. $100 extra you pay to the state of California to execute your child. Just keep it going, right? And just as they say in in California, the $25 tax on guns is to help prevent uh, and go towards uh, gun violence protection. We'll just have this $100 child death tax go towards preventing child abuse. Hey, this is what we need to do. Then we'll put a tax, as they put a tax on various uh, gun-making devices, we'll put a tax, uh, $1,000, $2,000. Of course, we're not going to outlaw it. We'll just put a tax on those vacuum machines that suck the child's brains out of the womb. Because of the child violence. Why are we so lame and stupid or what have you or gutless to not use some of the same tactics of the dark side against them? If nothing else, it points out their hypocrisy. Okay, I got to get this next piece in before we get to that other topic that I'm going to get back to. Okay, uh, this is a Christmas warning, folks. A Christmas warning. There are some devices that have the appearance of being really good, helpful, nice, and they are from the pit of hell, and one of them is Amazon's Alexa, and every and anything else that you have in your house that you speak to for a quick answer. Is it listening? You better believe it. Now, why do I say this? I'm going to read you this little story. This is going to seem funny and fun for a little bit till we get to the conclusion. And it's about a guy in England who's got this parrot named Rocco. Well, Rocco is sitting near Alexa. So he's got Rocco, pretty aptly named. He likes rock music. He talks to Alexa. Alexa plays various kinds of music. He likes his boogie music and whatever. Oh, that sounds funny, right? And every time when the owner comes home, Marion Wishnewski, I think it was, in, in the U.K., says he has to come home and cancel and go through and cancel all of the Amazon orders that his parrot Rocco made while he was at work. I mean, Rocco apparently has got a buying fetish. He's a buying freak. 
and he apparently has ordered all sorts of things. I mean, uh, I don't know. It just it kind of goes on. I mean, I think it's been food. It's been uh, I don't I don't need to read all the things he's ordered. It doesn't matter. Sounds funny, right? Sounds fun. This is of the, this is right out of 1984. You know, there's Samsung TVs that even when you turn them off, the new TVs actually can hear what you're saying. And go read the Samsung fine print, and they will tell you that they do not promise. They do not promise to not share. The information that's gathered that through electronic gathering from their TVs to whatever sources they desire to send it. This is Big Brother. Hey, look, what you hear from Alexa, you think is helpful. But there are going to be people who say, oh, Alexa, who should I vote for in the next election? Oh, Alexa, uh, help me. How do I cut a watermelon, you moron? Go, go do, just figure it out for yourself. And these ads, oh, Alexa, is my plant dead if the leaves are all brown? How stupid are we? But I'll tell you, what you hear matters, but what Alexa hears matters a whole lot more. Folks, having this device in your house is nothing short of voluntarily wiretapping your own home. And you think you can trust Amazon? You can trust Google, Facebook? I mean, gosh, it comes out every day how biased these companies are, how tied they are into what were with the Obama administration, will be with the next Democrat president. And then here's everything that you, here's everything you say. So there's so your neighbor's house gets robbed, and you just walk by Alexa and say, "Hey, honey, maybe we should get a gun. Maybe we should each get guns, folks." That just got recorded. Gosh, you know those stupid congressmen. I wish I had a bullet for every one of them. Well, you don't. You're not intending to shoot anybody. It's just a. It's an expression. Gosh, you know maybe maybe we should have jihad against the jihadists. Maybe. Uh, uh, you know, whatever, you just go right on down the line. All the things that you could say, it will record every domestic arguments you have. You do this again, and I will, whatever. You spank your child. Look, this is a fifth time. You end up arrested. Well, they don't, shouldn't call it Alexa. They should call it Arresta. Because every one of these devices that has on its surface some merit has been sewn into our culture, sewn into our economy for ultimately evil purposes. That maybe the inventors had a good purpose in mind, but it will invariably ultimately be used against us. Get rid of the device if you've got it. Sell it. Don't buy these for your children or for your parents. They're from the pit of hell. It is a voluntary wiretap system where everything you say Everything it hears gets recorded. Trust me, you will reap what you've sown. What your words will come back to haunt you in a big, big way. Hey, when we come back, I got a couple quick things to say about immigration, and then we're going to get on to where is this country going, and I'll tell you where it's going and why it's going where it's going. Don't go away. When we come back, you're going to want to hear, though, what Canada is doing about immigration and what Israel has done to immigration, and you will see why one country will survive and the other one will be will have committed immigration suicide, and we in the United States will be living right next to a monstrosity called Canada run by the worst Canadian prime minister in the history of Canada, Justin Trudeau. And Justin, why don't you go back to hairdressing? or whatever the heck it was you did before you ran for government. We will be right back. Rob Walter, Red Sky Radio. Red Sky Radio with Rob Walter is a listener-supported program. Please know that 100% of your contribution goes to pay for airtime so that as many people as possible are able to hear that the Word of God has answers to every meaningful problem and issue in life. No one gets paid a salary at Red Sky Radio with Rob Walter. But in response to your support, we pledge to bring you the most timely and critical information you need 
to help make informed decisions in this age of media bias and a growing hostility to all things Christian. Your partnership makes you one of the watchmen on the wall with us, as described in the book of Ezekiel. Please send your support to Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. That's Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. Thank you. Rob Walter, we are back with Red Sky Radio. You know, I just have to say, um, since we have gone global through DarkSkyRadio.com, where you can pick up a podcast, and we are expanding this program, uh, good news, very soon, very, very soon, there are going to be YouTube podcasts of Red Sky Radio. We'll be on iHeart. We'll be on iTunes. Uh, what else? There's Spotify. Uh, all these things I don't know about, I don't understand, but. Uh, God's given us favor, and we're going to be able to. Uh, we're going to be on all these things as this program. This program has doubled in its listening audience in uh, about the last five weeks. But what I find intriguing is on our internet audience, and I can find, I can tell uh, roughly, or actually fairly specifically, what countries listeners are come from coming from. This last week, Nepal broke into the top five countries for listening to Red Sky Radio. And does it have anything to do with Kathmandu? I don't know, but I'm intrigued. I would even be humored to know that that's the truth. If you'd like to comment, uh, please feel free to email me, info at redskyradio.net. Okay, immigration, two contrasts, Canada and Israel. Listen up. Those of you in the United States, those of you wherever you are in the world, we covered the program a couple weeks ago about, about borders. The entire program is about borders and immigration. It is probably one of the best, most well-received programs we've ever had. That we have ever, And you can get that podcast if you want to hear it. I think it was two weeks ago today, maybe three weeks ago. Can't remember. Just it's recently. It's on a podcast on darkskyradio.com. Go to there and go to podcast under Red Sky Radio, and you'll pick it up. But you'll know real soon into the program what it's about. But we've had so much response. But this is a follow-on to that because, as I said, the ultimate consummate loser, one of the the most empty suits at the head of government anywhere, is Justin Trudeau, Prime Minister of Canada who signed on to the U.N. Global Compact for Migration. In other words, this is where all the countries get together and they decide that they have a right to come into your house, come into your country, cross your borders, to heck with you. You think you got privacy, you got sovereignty. Oh, you stupid moron. No, you don't, because we all have rights to cross over all the other borders. This is what they're going for. Fortunately, praise God, we got a gutsy guy by the name of Donald Trump who will not sign on to this, but neither will Israel, of course, because everybody's out to wipe them off the map, except for a few countries, Japan, Australia, and God bless the 11 European countries that are not going along with this pile of hooey. Eastern European countries, go to Hungary, go to Poland. You want to find some countries that are actually really attempting to do some things right, you've got to go to Eastern Europe. That you, the countries used to be under the uh, part of the old Soviet bloc. But here's the deal. Under this compact... Those of you listening in the United States, those of you listening to Canada, you got to get this guy out and you have to reverse your vote. But under this compact, over the next 11 years, 11 years, folks, this is not, not that long, it will allow up to 245 million migrants to come to Canada. What is Canada? 60 million people? 
40 million, 80 million. I don't know. It's a, it's a fraction of the United States, which is 350 million. This will quadruple or tr- at least triple the size of Canada's population for migrants. And now we will need a 3,800 mile wall along the northern border. This is the, this is the Trudeau that promised media outlets in Canada over a half a billion dollars to stop public support or funding to any media that would uh, promote uh, what he calls intolerance, xenophobia, racism, and other forms of discrimination towards migrants. Well, you know what? Let's contrast that to Israel's southern wall. The southern wall of Israel, does it work? Do walls work? Absolutely. If walls don't work, then the locks on your front door don't work. The locks on your windows will never work. No security device in your house will work. The gun turrets on your roof might not do the job. But Israel's does. Israel's southern wall has cut illegal immigration to what? 10% of what it used to be, 20% of what it used to be, 30% of what it used to be, no. Zero. Z-E-R-O. For all you Democrats who have no idea how to spell, zero is spelled Z-E-R-O. No one. That's what the wall does. Trudeau, you're stupid. You're from the pit of hell. Donald, I don't know where you're from, but God has given you some things that are we need to hear. God bless you for being faithful. All of your past indiscretions, all of those things, do I care about them? Yes. Do I care about them more than you doing the right thing now for this country? No, I do not. Do the right thing, and we will con- well, we will be the beneficiary of you doing the right thing. Okay. Got that pencil out, got that paper out. Here we go, folks. I'm talking about the future of the United States and what I'm going to share here in this next, right through to the end of the hour, the last half hour of this program. I want to tell you, this is a matter, this is a matter of preparing in different ways. Do we need to prepare for what's coming? Yes. I'm not saying you need two years worth of food. Some people have two years, some have three. I, I don't know. You know, I don't know what the right amount is, but do something to have some water, some other fuel sources, have some gold, have some silver. Do I think you should store it up? No, the Bible says don't store up those things, certainly not to a ridiculous degree. Um, I like silver better than gold. I'll give you one simple reason. If you can't buy anything unless you have silver and gold, you handle hand somebody a gold piece, you, you are not going to get change. Nobody's going to have change for you for a $1,000 to $1,500 gold piece, will they? Or if they do, it's going to be in worthless paper dollars or it's going to be in something else. You're not, you need to spend all of it if you're going to spend any of it if you have gold. What's more, you hand somebody a gold piece at a store, four people behind you in line see you handing over gold, four people follow you to your house, you've got it in a safe, they put a gun to your wife's head and say, look, it's either you, your wife goes, or you just give us a combination to your safe, there goes your gold. Silver is a little better. Silver will buy a lot of things in small quantities, small denominations, and whenever you use it, you just say, hey, uh, I'm, I'm buying this. This is my last silver piece. Of course, that's not true, but who cares? You say that to the clerk. You don't have a lying spirit. That is not a sin under that circumstance. I can tell you that. It is not. Use it, whatever you need to do, but silver is better than gold. Whatever you need to do to prepare, reasonably you do to prepare. But you also need to prepare financially, and that includes making sure you are up to date on your tithing. You're giving to God's work. God will bless you. He will pour out something abundance that you can't contain. And But it may not be, gosh, I'm so wealthy I can't carry it around. The fact of the matter is you will have not only enough for yourself that you can't contain means you'll have enough for yourself and you'll have enough to bless others who maybe, maybe weren't as smart as you, maybe weren't as spiritually sensitive as you are, but you have an opportunity to teach them and witness to them. 
And if nothing else, you might be Elijah lying on your side and you get fed by a raven in the wilderness. Well, hey, I'll tell you what, being fed by a raven is a whole lot better than not being fed at all. You bless God, he'll bless you. You honor him, he will honor you. Now, that's the part of the preparation that's needed. But when do you do it? You prepare now. Let me ask you. Noah was 150 years building the ark, what it appears to be. But when did he prepare for a worldwide flood? The minute God told him to start preparing. He prepared and started. I mean, he couldn't build that thing in a day or a week or a month or a year or a decade, and apparently not in a century. It's a big job with the tools he had. He didn't, he didn't have uh, snap-on tools and all of those things to work with. Okay? Joseph had to prepare for the coming years of the seven years of famine under Pharaoh in Egypt. When did he prepare for an upcoming disaster or, or catastrophic situation? He began like Noah, right away, as in N-O-W pronounced now. God's word to Jeremiah was to prepare the Jews now, immediately for the 70 years of exile into Babylon. So what is, what would be, when would be the time to prepare for a coming disaster, for a catastrophe? Now or when the catastrophe hits? Now, folks, when it hits, you don't have time. It's like the, the 10 virgins who, who just sort of dinked around and didn't, didn't prepare for didn't get their oil in their lamp and their wicks trimmed. The time came. They didn't prepare right away, and the time came when they had no time to prepare, and they were toast. I don't, you know, I'm not going to explain that whole thing because I don't fully understand that. I think all I do know from this is when do you prepare if you think something is coming? Now, because you don't know when that something is coming. But we do know that something is coming. We do know it. And I want to give you two passages of Scripture to write down because this will tell you this is a path the United States is on. And i got to share something that's going to kind of blow you away. I shared this in part. God has revealed so much more in the meantime. But I first shared the coming breakup, breakup, the splitting of the United States 21 years ago in 1997 on a radio station in Southern California, and those folks never invited me back because they hated my message. In part because they thought, ah, this is not going to happen before the the United States breaks up. If it ever does, uh, we'll be raptured out of here. God is going to airlift us out of here because we, who have never suffered any persecution, who have never done Jack Diddley, really, for the kingdom of God, we somehow deserve to get an early exit from here. No, I never got a a re-invite on that never got invited back. But 21 years ago, show, God showed me this from Scripture, and in a dream, I don't really have to, time to share now. But it's a startling dream. It is a dream that has been piecemeal coming true, every single part of it since I had it 21 years ago, dealing with the demise of the United States. And it comes right out of First Kings uh, chapter uh, 11, and Leviticus 18. You take these two down. But it says, I want to share this first part out of 1 Kings because it talked about Solomon and how Solomon, who knew God, think about that. Solomon knew God. How about the United States? Did the United States know God? Yes, it did at one point in time. It said he had all these wives and things. In other words, he he became unfaithful. He became adulterous in his practices. Have we become adulterous as a nation? Absolutely. And it says in verse 4, it says, When it came to pass when Solomon was old, that his wives turned away his heart after other gods, and his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God as it was with David, his father. And it says in verse 9, The Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart was turned from the Lord God of Israel, which had appeared unto him twice. Now think about this, folks. This is Solomon who has had a special relationship. God visits him twice. 
Sort of like God visited Israel. And so to whom much is given, much is required. And if God does things for you that seem to be quite special, and then you turn on him, what does it say about in the Bible? Judgment begins where? At the house of God. It begins at those where those who should know better, who do know better, who once did know better, and now they get judged first, as it should be. But it goes on to say that what did he do? He ended up offering up as a religious sacrifice, folks, children. This was, he became idolatrous and served their other gods. But it said Solomon, this is the first things God says about Solomon, that he did evil in the sight of the Lord. He built these high places for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab and the hill that is before Jerusalem, and for Molech, the abomination of the children of Ammon. Do you know what Molech is? Molech is where you offered up your children. Children as sacrifices. This was a religious exercise. The religious exercise that Solomon participated in because of his foreign wives who brought ideas into Israel that were not God's ideas. In fact, they were exactly contrary to what God said to do and to not do. Now, let me go back for just a second. This is where I'm going to tie it in from what we talked about before. This was a religious exercise of Solomon, offering up children as a sacrifice. Do you remember what I read at the beginning of this program? The religious, sacrilegious gathering of all these pro-aborts, these child killers that have turned in, into, in Ohio and other places, blessing planned non-parenthood the, quote, holy ground blessing the sacred space of decision, that the clinic blessing, they would be blessed by God, those who kill the children, those who pass through, that everybody comes through here and all the progressives would be blessed. Well, obviously not the kids, the ones who are dead. Folks, this is the offering up your children to Molech. It's not any longer just a product of conception and a woman's choice and blah, blah, blah. Now they are calling them children, and they're calling it a good and holy thing and asking for God's blessing. This makes God throw up. This makes God bring judgment upon those who know better. This country knows better. It should know better. It used to know better. We will be judged for that. And what was God's judgment for this behavior? Anybody know? Raise your right hand if you know. Raise it. Yeah, I can see all those hands now. God's judgment was he ripped Israel in two. Ripped it in two for this sin. Now, this wasn't the only sin. You can throw in queer marriage. You can throw in a bunch of other stuff. But the execution of innocent people, child sacrifice, and not, not just the execution of children, but turning children into idols. This is an idol worship now in this country, increasingly so. God will judge this nation. We get back to some schmo, some schmuck like Barack Obama and those of, of similar evil intent like Hillary Clinton, like Nancy Pelosi. It doesn't really matter who push who push this evil, it will complete our judgment. It will. Now, I want you to go to over to one other passage. It sits there in, hope you're ready for this one, in Leviticus 18. God lists the other sins which will cause the land to vomit, to puke the people who have been given the land out of the land. So you got judgment coming from two ends here, from two means. One is idol worship through the sacrifice of children and all these sins, which I'm going to read right now very quickly because I'm running out of time, which will, give, which will cause God to finish this country off. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to be finished off. You might die. You might, you might, be, uh, you might go the way of John the Baptist 
Who knows? It's why you need to read my book, frankly. And I didn't want to bring this into it, but the rapture revisited. Finally, a lawyer takes a look at end-time events. Folks, there is no pre-trib rapture. Get it through your head. You cannot be in this country and dodge some of the consequences that are coming this way. And for this cause of child sacrifice and what I'm going to read to you now, unless there is an incredible revival, Donald Trump is only, only a stay of execution. It's only been postponed. Here's what God says. In Leviticus 18, he spends a lot of time talking about the sin of incest, which many are pushing as being okay. What's wrong to experiment with your brother or your sister? I read an article a couple of weeks ago. This was being done and talked about in schools, some schools, a few schools, but soon to expand or expand in the United States. I understand why Muslims call this the great Satan. I mean, you will look at, we have sort of given ourselves over to the dark side, but he doesn't stop with that. In verse 20, God condemns adultery. Verse 21, he condemns letting your children pass through the fire of Molech. We're back to abortion again. Verse 22, he says, you should not lie with mankind as with womankind. It's an abomination. Queer sex is an abomination to God. Next verse, 23, you don't lie down with an animal. You don't have sex with an animal. Bestiality. These are the things God lists. Adultery, incest, abortion, queer sex, and bestiality. And what does he say? I'm going to fit in the rest of this passage and take note. Do not defile yourselves in any of these things. For in all these things the nations are defiled, which I cast out before you. Look, God got rid of all that filth in the land of Canaan so that the Israelites could have a decent land. And then they went and turned it around into a a, a land of pollution. And sadly, Israel is doing it again. Now, I'm not going to turn my back on them. No, it says God will bless those that bless them. But they they are, are engaged. They've got their own gay rights parades and all of that stuff. And God goes on to say, the land is defiled. Therefore, I will visit the iniquity upon it, and the land itself will vomit out its inhabitants. You must keep my ordinances. You, you who commit not any one of these abominable customs, I will keep, which were committed before you, that you should not defile yourselves. I am the Lord your God. You don't do these things. If you don't, if you didn't learn from Sodom and Gomorrah, if you didn't learn from, if we don't, if we don't learn from Sodom and Gomorrah, which says is given to us as an example for all those who afterward live ungodly, we don't learn from Leviticus, we don't learn from Israel's sin, and we have, and we have had and embraced the same blessings and knowledge and inspiration of origin like the nation of Israel. The United States, a nation formed upon the word of God, to whom much is given, much is required. It's one thing to just not do the right thing, but it's another thing to pursue evil. It's another thing to chase down evil. It's another thing to laud and subsidize and herald evil. It's another thing to turn the evil into a holy, unho- they call it holy, but an unholy, religious, really sacrilegious um uh, event to have and turn into idol worship that which God has called an abomination. He's only got one thing left, folks, and that's judgment. Now, the passage in Ezekiel says that even the righteous will not as KKXX, Paradise, K280GL, Chico, and K283AR.
News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. The latest interest rate hike turned a stock market rally around. Stock investors don't like interest rate increases, even ones they can see approaching from a mile away and come with a hint that the rate of increase will slow down. When the Federal Reserve announced its latest quarter-point boost, the Dow Jones Industrials were ahead by about 1.5%. Two hours later, they closed the day down by 1.5%, 351 points. Bond prices rose. Stocks are now at their lowest level in 15 months. The Standard & Poor's 500 fell 1.5% and has lost more than 9% this month. The Nasdaq Composite fell more than 2%. Warren Levinson, New York. Despite President Trump's claim of victory, the administration has yet to formally announce a withdrawal of U.S. troops from Syria. Details have been slow to emerge since the president tweeted that we have defeated ISIS in Syria. A U.S. official says all of the approximately 2,000 American troops from Syria will come home, but the White House declined to elaborate on how many or when. And a White House official challenged the suggestion that Mr. Trump's decision was a surprise to many top officials inside the administration. The withdrawal idea has not been popular among U.S. military leaders or leading Republican senators. Greg Clugston, the White House. Outgoing House Speaker Paul Ryan bid farewell to the chamber today, but said there's still much work to be done. He says we must fix our immigration system. We are again locked in another short-term battle over one aspect of this issue. And no matter what the outcome is in the coming days, the larger problem will remain. The system will be in... 